Welcome to Choice Classic Radio, where we bring to you the greatest old-time radio shows. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, and thank you for donating at choiceclassicradio.com. in the hearts of men. The shadow knows. (laughs) Once again, we bring you the thrilling adventures of The Shadow, the hard and relentless fight of one man against the forces of evil. These dramatizations are designed to demonstrate forcibly to old and young alike that crime does not pay. The shadow who aids the forces of law and order is in reality Lamont Cranston, wealthy young man about town. Years ago in the Orient, Cranston learnt a strange and mysterious secret. The hypnotic power to cloud men's minds so they cannot see him. Cranston's friend and companion, the lovely Margot Lane, is the only person who knows to whom the voice of the invisible shadow belongs. Today's drama, The Sword of Dengrilla. It's springtime. To the accompaniment of brass bands, ice cream and peanuts, comes the circus. Step right up, ladies and gentlemen. Step right up. For now, now, right here now, Barbero the Great, ladies and gentlemen. Barbero, known throughout the civilized world, the master of magic. And today, Lamont Cranston and Margot Lane are at the circus. And Margot wants to know, what is a circus without a sideshow? Ladies and gentlemen, see Barbero the Great pass a steel sword through the body of the lovely Escalita. Step right up, my friends. The show begins immediately. Oh, Lamont, just look. <laughs> You've got that fairy floss on over your chin, Margot. Fairy floss? I love it. Oh, look at the fat lady, Lamont. She must wear a ton. Oh, and the cat and man. Oh, Lamont, isn't he wonderful? <laughs> Talk about bringing children to the circus. Look, hadn't we better be getting on? We don't want to miss the grand parade, do you? I don't want to miss a thing. Oh, I want the peanuts, too. Whole bag of peanuts. <laughs> Here you go, my friends. The magic show begins inside. Uh, what about you, mate? Uh, well, take that girlfriend inside, eh? Come on, he means you. Uh, one ticket, please. Yes, sir, the show's going non-stop. See the lovely Estrelita placed in the magic basket. Watch Barbero pass a sword of solid steel through her lovely body. Come on, my friend, I won't break you. Take the lady friend to see the biggest show in town. Come on, Beth. He's going to put a sword right through that girl's body. It's a fake, darling. It's all done, but... Of course it's a fake, silly. That's why it's fun. Come on, we have time before the circus starts. <laughs> I'm just glad there aren't two of you. Come on, then. We'll see the lovely lady get stabbed. <laughs> two tickets, please. Right you are, my friend. Go right in. The big show's just beginning. No, anybody else. Come along, friends. 
we shall change, sir. Oh, uh, uh, thanks very much. Uh, come on, Margot. Right through here. Come on. That's nothing. Oh, we've missed it. No, 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 we haven't. Yes, sit here. But yes, but I'm sure we've... Listen, we haven't missed a thing. Now, my friend, on my next speech, I shall require the assistance of a member of the audience. There's a gentleman who... How are you, sir? Thank you so much. If you'll just step up on the stage, please. Do you think he's part uh, of that? You. Yes, of course. They always are. <laughs> thank you, sir. Your name, please? Uh, me? No, don't be nervous, my friend. Uh, Winters. Uh, Lester Winters. Ah, uh, fine. And now, Mr. Winters, may I present the lovely Estelita? Gentlemen, the greatest single feat of magic in the history of Leisure the Main. If you'll stand to the side, Mr. Winters, please. Here? Uh, here? Uh, fine, sir, yes. And now my assistant, Madam Irene, will assist the lovely Estelita into this wicker basket. Estelita, if you don't mind, please. It's a regular basket, Lamont. You can see it's empty. Yeah, sure it is, Margot. But don't you see? Listen. And now I take from this velvet pillow the sword of Dangarilla. Watch closely, Mr. Winters, please. Uh, yes, sir. The steel sword of Dangrela. And then it's so. I strike it so. And I strike it against a solid block of wood. So. Now, Mr. Winters, are you satisfied that the sword is genuine solid steel, sharp, deadly, and terrible? It is, yes, sir. Lamont, it is a regular sword. It collapses, Margot. As soon as he pushes it into the basket, it folds up like an accordion. Oh, killjoy. Are the spirits of Dangular in attendance, Marmarine? They are here, oh, master. And you, lovely Astralita, are you ready to pass into the unknown land of the spirit? I am ready, oh, master. We're going to miss the parade, Margot. Let's leave. Now? But he's going to put the sword through, Lamont. Oh, wait. Barnum was right, darling. There's one born every minute. Lovely Astralita is in the magic basket. As you can see plainly, my friends, only her beautiful head is visible. Now then, I take the sword of Dengrelar in my right hand. Thus. Ready, Estelita? Ready, oh, master. Watch closely, Mr. Winters, for I shall plunge the sword through the magic basket into the heart of this lovely girl. Oh, Lamont. It's a fake, Serena. Watch it. Newman! Newman! Secundus! Plunge! Come on, how could somebody plunge the sword through her? Look at the girl. Well, she's supposed to scream, Margot. It's all part of the act. Pretty convincing job. Now, to the amazement of the civilized world, I withdraw the sword from this lifeless girl's body. Oh, oh there's blood. Come on, look, it is. That's tomato sauce, darling. Come on. And I command you, Estelita, to rise. I command you, Estralita, to rise. Come on, she, she... Rise! Dan! Dan, she... Oh! Stop the drum. Stan, stop the drum. Jane, Jane! Come on, there's something wrong. Margot, I... Jane! Mister, I, I think she's... she's... Margot, there is something wrong. That girl is dead. No, no. I'm going up into that stage, Margot. He's killed that girl right in front of our eyes. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right, everybody. Let's simmer down now. That's better. Hey, you there up the back. Yes. Guard that exit, understand? Don't let anyone in or out. 
Now then, let's sort all this out. Firstly, what was the girl's name? Her name is uh, Adair, Commissioner Weston. Jean Adair, I just used the name Estrelita in the act. And who are you? Well, my name is Barbero. Jean assisted me in my act. Yes, quite an act. That girl's been murdered. That sword went right through her heart. It's horrible. Horrible. Now, quiet there, please. <laughs> Did anyone see the crime committed? See it? But, Commissioner, I... I think I can explain, Commissioner. Uh, perhaps you can save some time. Yes, I think... What? Cranston. Lamont Cranston. Now, how did you get in here? And Miss Lane. Well, we didn't get in, Commissioner. We were here. We were in the audience. That's right, Commissioner. Lamont and I saw the whole thing. Oh, you did, eh? Well, then perhaps you can tell me just... Look, Commissioner, can't you conduct your inquiry somewhere else? You're ruining business for all the other sideshows. The boys are kicking up a fuss. And who are you? This is the owner of the sideshow, Commissioner. Steve Hines, isn't that right? Yes, that's right. Uh, So you know all about it already, do you, Mr. Cranston? Well, I know enough to explain it to you, Commissioner. The victim, Gina Dare, was placed in the basket there. Then Babiro here took the sword. Wait a minute, wait a minute. What sword? It's here, Commissioner, on this pillow. Oh, all right, only uh, don't touch it. Well, Babiro took the sword and plunged it into Gene's body, through the basket, naturally. Oh, naturally. Uh, The sword is supposed to collapse. Isn't that right, Barbero? Of course. It was all a mistake, a, a terrible mistake. You're darn right it was a mistake, my friend. And mistake or not, you killed that girl. I tell you, the sword was supposed to collapse. It's part of the act. Never mind that. Now, who are the rest of you? Uh, you. Uh, yes, sir, uh, me. What were you doing here? Uh, this is Mr. Winters, Commissioner. Lester Winters. He came up out of the audience to witness the trick. Well, you seem to know just about everything, Cranston. No, not quite, Commissioner, not quite. All right, then. Who are you? Uh, allow me, Commissioner. Miss Irene here acted as Barbero's assistant. Uh, Rusty. Uh, where's Rusty? Somebody want me? Ah, yes, sir. Rusty's the barker outside the tent. Miss, uh, what was your name again, please? Uh, Dixie. Dixie Laverne. And my real name is Hanson. Oh, well, Laverne will do. Dixie sold tickets just outside the entrance to this tent. Well, that's about all, Commissioner. At the time of the murder itself, there were four people on the stage. Barbero, Irene, Mr. Winters... And, of course, poor Miss Adair. Of course. All right, then. So, in the act, you're supposed to stick a sword into the girl, eh? Only this time it didn't collapse the way it's supposed to. Correct? Uh, Yes, Commissioner. But, as I told you, something must have happened to the sword. That's all very well. But the fact remains, you were the only one who actually plunged the sword into the Adair girl's body. In short, you killed her. But I tell you, that sword was in perfect condition when I left my dressing room trailer. I inspected carefully before every performance. Before this one, Barbero? Of course I did. Inspected it to be sure it would collapse. Locked it in my trailer and went out for a cigarette. And just before my act, I went back to the dressing room, took the sword and came directly onto the stage. I swear it was in perfect working condition when I inspected it. But you left it when you went out for that smoke now, didn't you? Didn't you? Um, yeah, yes, yes I did, but I, I, I locked my dressing room door. Was anybody with you, Barbero? While you were out, I mean. I was. Oh, wait a minute. You're the manager, are you? I own the show. Look here, boss. Can't we get this inquest moved out of here? The crowd outside's blocking the whole limelight. Yes, Commissioner. Now, just a minute, all of you. Sword or no sword, as I understand it, this magician Barbero killed the girl. Any way you look at it, it's a case of accidental murder. Correct? A case of uh, manslaughter. The sword was supposed to collapse and it didn't. You want my opinion? That's the case in a nutshell. I think you ought to change the charge, Commissioner. Ah, you do. And why, may I ask? He admits he put the sword into her. Clear case of manslaughter. Have a look at this sword, Commissioner. See this little spring here? Uh, Well, Cranston? It's been bent, Commissioner. I'd say deliberately bent. What? Oh, no, no, Cranston! 
couldn't be. While you were out for that uh, smoke, Barbero, at any rate, somebody deliberately bent the spring so that the sword would not collapse. In other words, someone deliberately murdered Gina Dare. And now, back to the shadow. It is only next morning. Lamont Cranston and Margot Lane have returned to the circus in search of clues. Lamont, really? It's bad enough to get me up at the crack of dawn, but what are we doing here? I thought you liked the circus, Margot. Not in the morning, I don't. Oh, there's the tent over there. The one with the screen door. Whose tent? Steve Hines. You know, the manager. The one who owns Barbero's show. Barbero? It'd be quite a situation if he didn't murder Gina Dare, Lamont. I mean, if he really didn't fix that sword so it wouldn't collapse? As a matter of fact, I don't think he did. No, he killed her technically, all right. Everyone saw him plunge the sword into her. But I don't think he knew it was jammed. Well, why not, Lamont? That story about going out for a cigarette sounded rather weak to me. But it doesn't prove that he killed her, Margot. Weston will probably release Barbero this morning. There's no proof against him at all. Yes, and our friend Steve swears that he was with Barbero until it was time for the show. You mean someone else tampered with that sword, Lamont? Eh? Yeah, perhaps... Anybody with a key to Barbero's dressing room could have... Yes, who is it? Oh, it's Lamont Cranston, Steve. May we come in? Who? Oh, it's you. What do you want? Well, I want you to tell me something, Steve. What? Um, let's suppose the murder wasn't a murder at all, that it was an accident. Pure and simple accident. All right, so it was an accident. Barbero is released and the show goes on, correct? Of course the show goes on tonight. Yes, but you you haven't got a girl. A new Estrelita to get in the basket. Ah, but we have. Irene's been screaming the place down to do it. She used to, you see. Oh, she did? Yeah, but the Biro thought Jean had more class, you see. So he put Irene in the monkey suit as his assistant and put Jean in the basket. Oh, about three weeks ago it was. I see. So Irene can now step back into her old role as Estrelita tonight. Of course she could, but she won't. The Biro won't let her. He'll give the job to Dixie. The ticket girl? Yes. She wants the job, too. Dixie, eh? Dixie Laverne. Yeah. And if you ask me, that girl isn't as dumb as she looks. Huh? I'm not saying anything, mind you, but if I was you... Dixie wanted Jean's job, you know. Yeah, she wanted it pretty bad. Mr. Cranston, you're sure they will release him? Barbero? I'm fairly certain, Irene. In fact, he ought to be released for tonight's performance. The commissioner can't hold him without evidence, you know. Tonight's performance? We understand you'll be the new Estrelita, Irene. The new one? Look here, I am Estrelita. I've been doing the act for years. And Dixie Laverne. She's able to do the trick, too. Dix? Oh, yes. Yeah. There's nothing to it. But if there's a new Estrelita tonight, you're going to be it. Is that right, Irene? Oh, gee, Mr. Cranston, I hope so. Getting back into one of the principal roles in the act would mean a lot to me. Well, I certainly hope you're successful. Are you ready, Margot? I'm right with you, Lamont. Wait a minute, Mr. Cranston. Don't move. Yes, but... There's someone outside the tent. Listening. I can see a shadow. Lamont, she's right. Keep on talking, Margot. Say anything. Well, if you want my opinion, it's a closed case. In the first place, it was... Here, you. Come back here. You. Who is it? Who... Rusty! Uh, let go of me, you, you big lugger. Let go. Now, friend, the barker. 
I'm sorry, old man. Irene was just interested in who was eavesdropping. Uh, perhaps it's a good thing I do hear what's going on around here. Like Dixie, for example. What about her, Rusty? Uh, nothing, Irene. Only I got an idea that if you're going to do the extra leader act from now on, Dixie ain't going to like it very much. Dixie's a funny girl. She didn't like Jean very much either. A very funny girl. Lead on, Lamont. It's only noon. I'm practically tireless. Then you can rest, Margot. We're finished. Finished? But, but you don't know who tampered with that sword. Barbero, Rusty, Irene, which one of them? Yes, and Dixie, don't forget about her. I was just coming to Miss Laverne, Margot. I think it's time I paid her a little call. Oh, good. Where's the tent? Right here. Only we're not going in. We're not? I have an idea, Margot, that Dixie will be much more cooperative if she's visited by our old friend, the Shadow. Now, look, whoever you are... Funny, I, I could have sworn I heard somebody outside. Yes, and the door, too. I'd better get a grip on myself. You did hear someone, Dixie. Hey, hey, where are you? I'm right here beside you, Dixie. Hey, cut out that funny business. This isn't funny business, Dixie. This is the shadow. The shadow? But, but I can't see you. Where are you? No one sees the shadow, Dixie. But the shadow sees you. And he knows, too. He knows about you and Jean Adair. Me and Jean? You wanted her job, Dixie. Isn't that why you fixed the sword so it wouldn't collapse? Isn't it? No, no, I tell you. No, I didn't kill her, honestly. Don't lie, Dixie. The Shadow knows. But I didn't, I didn't, I tell you. Listen to me, Shadow. If you want to know who fixed that sword, ask Irene. She had a key to Barbero's dressing room. I swear it, Shadow. She had the only other key besides Barbero's. You know that, Dixie? She's married to him. Barbero and Irene are married. Does Irene know that you know she's married? You're darn right she knows. That's why I'm going to be the new Estralita. If she lifts her finger to stop me, I'll tell. I swear I'll tell the commissioner that Irene is his wife. That she's got a dressing room key in her pocket. You threatened her, Dixie? You've told Irene that she must let you be Estrelita tonight? Yes, I threatened her. I sent her a note this morning. I told her I'm getting the job, and if, and if she stops me, I'll tell. That was foolish, Dixie. Very foolish. But I'm not going to let her get it. Barbero tossed her out when he fell for Jean, and, and now it's my turn. Exactly, Dixie. Now it's your turn. But what do you mean? I mean you must get out of here, Dixie. You're not to be Estrelita tonight. Yeah, but... Do as the shadow says, Dixie. Leave here now. And stay away, understand? You must not be Estrelita tonight. Now? Leave now, Dixie. Remember my warning. The shadow knows. <laughs> I've got to work quickly, Margot. The sideshow starts in less than an hour. You mean we're going back there again, Lamont? Definitely. In fact, I want you to go over to the circus grounds now. Yes. Find Irene. Stay close to her. Understand? Irene? But, Lamont, what will I tell her? Anything. But, Margot, be sure she does not find out Dixie isn't going to be Estrelita tonight. But, Lamont... I can't explain, Margot. There isn't much time. Just be sure Irene thinks Dixie's going to play that part. Please, Mr. Cranston, uh, I don't want to go back to that sideshow. I, I don't want to get mixed up in all this. You've I... got to, Lester. 
It's going to be a very special show tonight, very special. And we want you there. Now, see here, Cranston, enough is enough. I released that magician at noon. As far as I'm concerned, anybody could have got that sword, if it was got out at all. And I haven't got enough evidence to hold anybody. I know that, Commissioner. I simply think you ought to see the show tonight. In 20 minutes. What are you up to, Cranston? A little entertainment, Commissioner. The same show I witnessed last night. Same magician, same Lester from the Orient, same trick. Only tonight, a new girl in the basket. Come on, I promise you it won't be dull. Step right up, ladies and gentlemen. Step right up. Well, Cranston, so now, we're here. Right now, what? Step right inside, Commissioner. Vero the Great is about to perform. Oh, Margot. Lamont, Good. We'll take the Commissioner right down to the front so he won't miss the a thing. Oh, Rusty. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's you. Uh, you, why don't you people stay out of here? Oh, we just came to see the show, Rusty. All right to go in? Yep, go ahead. Only no tricks, dear. We lost enough business last night. <laughs> Sentimental, these circus people. Come on, Commissioner, I'll sit next to you. Margot, what about Irene? It's all fixed, Lamont. I didn't leave her for a minute. I said I was guarding her. She thinks Dixie's going to be Estrelita. So does Barbera. Oh, that's fine. By the way, uh, just where is Dixie? Hmm? Oh, she's at my flat. She came to see me when the shadow made her leave here. I told her not to leave until after this performance is over. Here we are. We can sit here. Miss Lane, you oh, sit thank down there. you, Commissioner. Pay attention, Commissioner. Mm-hmm. This ought to be quite a trick. Now, my friends, for my next feat, I shall require the assistance of a member of the audience. If there's a gentleman who... Ah, uh, you, sir. Thank you so much. If you'll just... Uh... You. Uh, yes, sir. What are you doing here? Uh, I, I don't know. Ladies and gentlemen, I... Uh, this gentleman here... Get on with the show! Your, uh, your name, sir? Uh, Winters. Uh, Lester Winters. Are fine. And now, ladies and gentlemen, may I present the lovely Estralita! <laughs> the lovely Estralita! <laughs> and the lovely Estralita is ten miles away. Shh, see what he does. Irene? Yes, Dan? Where's Dixie? Didn't she hear a cue? I don't know. I didn't see her all evening. Now, if Steve only gets the audience started. Hey, get going up there! Good old Steve. Did you tell him to do that, Lamont? Oh, vaguely, Margot. Only vaguely. Now, keep your fingers crossed. Dan, do something. They'll walk out. Ladies and gentlemen! I want my money back! Dan! Ladies and gentlemen, in the absence of the loveliest Jolly I will perform the greatest single feat of magic in... In the history of Legend of Man, with, with my beautiful assistant, Madame Irene. Dan, no. We were right, Margot. We were right. Lamont, I don't understand. Irene thought Dixie would be in that basket tonight, Margot. And perhaps, just perhaps, she's fixed that sword again. Lamont, no. My assistant, the beautiful Irene, will place herself in this empty wicker basket. If you please, Madame Irene. Dan, no, I can't, I tell you. Get in, you fool. Get in. You've been wanting this job back for weeks. Dan, no, no. Get in. I place the beautiful Irene in the basket. So then you're hurting my arm. And I take the sword of Gangrela from this velvet pillow. Ooh. So watch closely, Mister Winters. Yes, sir, I am. Yes, Dan, in heaven's name, don't, don't I tell you? Quite your fool, quite you know the trick. Just scream when you feel the sword collapse. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I will pass this genuine, solid, sealed block. 
through the heart of the lovely Irene. Dan! New man! Dan, I've got to get out of here! Dan, don't! Shut up, shut up! New man! Secundus! Plunge! No, stop! Stop it! The sword's fixed, Dan! You kill me! The sword won't collapse! Cranston, Cranston, did you hear that? I heard it, Commissioner. If you'll step up on the stage, Madam Irene is all yours. Lamont Cranston, I do not want any more peanuts. I don't even want to be here. Well, I told you I wanted to see the Grand Parade, Margot. And believe me, these are the best seats in the house. Well, after all the excitement, I want to go home. The sideshow? <laughs> Quite a show, wasn't it? Oh, to think Irene fixed the sword again. I thought that might happen, Margot. She was jealous of Gina Day, you see, when Barbero gave Jean her job. So last night, when Barbero went out for the cigarette, she opened his dressing room and fixed the sword so it wouldn't collapse. And tonight, when she thought Dixie had the job, she did the same thing. That's where we fooled her. When Dixie didn't show up, Barbero forced Irene to take her place. After all, Barbero was innocent. He didn't know the sword had been fixed either time. And Irene would have been killed by the trap she laid for Dixie. How did you suspect her, Lamont? I'm still not sure. Well, the shadow helped there, Margot. Dixie told the shadow Irene and Barbero were married. When she didn't tell that to the police, when Irene kept her marriage a secret, it looked to me like she was hiding something. Her jealousy? She was jealous of Jean, yes. But she was also hiding the fact that she had a key to her husband's dressing room. That's why I was fairly sure she'd try to kill tonight. Dixie knew about the marriage. Yes, and about the key, too. <laughs> huh? What's so funny? Nothing, Lamont. I just remembered something. Yeah? Last night, when I wanted to go into the sideshow in the first place... Yes, what about it? <laughs> you said they were all a fake. In a moment, I'll return and bring you further news of The Shadow. Next week, same time, same station, we bring you another strange and thrilling adventure in the Shadow's daring battle against the forces of evil. Be sure to listen. Crime does not pay. The Shadow knows. <laughs> This feature is produced by Reg Johnston for Grace Gibson Radio Productions, a masterpiece of suspense.